A Woman's Soul Restored Podcast talks about rediscovering hope, happiness, and the things that can happen in life that can take away your essence. Latanya and her guests focus on the traumas that may have made you a victim and discuss measures that can be implemented to turn your negative into victory. Topics are discussed that are hard to hear but necessary for growth, vitality, and newness in life after a trauma. Latanya has a bachelor's degree in human services with a minor in psychology. She has been the founder and president of a local nonprofit for women for almost 20 years. She is an ordained minister, a published author of several books, and she has a love for helping people. Latanya's mission is to help women understand that trauma does not define who they are, just like it did not define who she was. Helping women be healed and restored from their past trauma, sharing the stories of women that have overcame their various trials, and bringing awareness of various issues that encompass women is a standard that the podcast has embraced for the past three years. Welcome to the A Woman's Soul Restored Podcast with Latanya Y. Hendry. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a treat this week because guess what, y'all? It is email week. Yes, after a long awaited hiatus, finally decided to do email week. So we're going to do four letters this week and then I'm going to do commentary about trauma from disappointment trauma from disappointment but I did want to do an email week because it has been a minute I think I've only done one um, episode this season with email week and I want to go ahead and because that's a well requested episode everybody wants to know when is email week coming back when we're going to have email week and I've had a people some of my listeners from other countries that said I never read any emails except for the United States Well, I think I have a few times read emails from other locations, but primarily my listeners, like 95%, is in the United States, so that's where the bulk of my email comes from. But today I did do two and two. I did two from the United States, one from Germany, and one from Canada. So we got a well-rounded group today. um, I'm just excited about these four that I'm going to read but I'm going to warn you in advance it's a little sensitivity with the subject matters that's going to be covered so if you are truly really sensitive and I'm going to try to edit as I read to not get too graphic with certain things but um, don't have any children around when you're listening to this week's episode and also just be prepared to um, it's one of those email weeks where it's going to pull on your heartstrings a bit. So, I, I mean, I had to really go into meditation and just really seek God on these emails because um, a, a lot of them that I do get are of the graphic nature and not graphic towards me, but graphic of the details of things that has happened to my listeners and I want to have an opportunity to share their stories because it's things that happen to us you know a lot of us don't want to talk about it but it's stuff that has happened to us or people we know in our family so this week's email episode is really kind of sensitive and I want to let y'all know that in advance so just go ahead and kick back. I got me some water because I really went through some serious stuff last week. And I'm going to get into that when I do trauma from disappointment. But um, just some health issues. Really was struggling, battling with a cold and um, just a lot of things going on that were all happening at one time. 
So, going to get into that a bit and just have a little brief discussion. Not going to be long this week because my throat is still kind of, my voice is kind of raspy and my throat is just kind of still on the sore side of things. But we're going to press through and we're going to move on. So, I have water, but you can get whatever you want to drink, whatever part of the world you're listening in on because I even got an email about that. I always say whatever part of the country. And yeah, I'm aware it's more than the United States that listens. So whatever part of the world you are listening in from, however your temperature is, grab what you need to get comfortable, kick back, or you don't have to grab anything to drink. Grab your blanket or just stretch out however you want to do it. And let's just listen in this week. So when I come back, it'll be email week and trauma, a commentary about trauma from disappointments. So be sure to come back. Sisters Helping Sisters Social Organization for Women Incorporated is a faith-based community nonprofit located in historic beautiful Savannah, Georgia, and has been serving the local area since April of 2003. The sisterhood has been built on trust, unity, growth, discovery, appreciation, and security, all embodied by faith, which has helped the organization to stand the test of time and still be viable in the community. If you would like more information about the organization, please visit www.sistershelpingsisters28.com or send an inquiry email to sistershelpingsisters28 at yahoo.com. It's a great day to be in the sisterhood. Right, welcome back. And first, we're going to start off with the four emails I have for this week to read. The first one is from Emma S., and she is from Maryland. And it says, Hello, Latanya. My name is Emma, and she puts her last name. I am emailing this week because I have a very serious dilemma. I have a sister that I am very close to. We are two years apart, and she has been a lifeline for me because we have both been through trauma as children. So we've cleaved to one another. We have a brother, but our brother is very distant from us. So basically, it's just me and her. I let her move into my home with me and my husband because she fell on hard times. Things were rough for her and her teenage daughter, so I let them move in with me. I found out about a month ago that my sister and my husband have been sleeping around for years and that her daughter is my stepdaughter. I found this out because I overheard a conversation between them late one night when I was supposed to be asleep. I usually work at night, overnight shift, but this particular night I wasn't feeling well, so I took a sedative and laid down. So I assumed that they thought I was sleeping, but I woke up out of a cold sweat to go to use the restroom. I wondered why I saw a dim light in the living room, so I got up, but I didn't make any noise. As I approached the hallway, they were talking low, but not low enough where I could not hear. I was shocked to hear that my niece is my husband's daughter. They were talking about him giving support and he was letting her know that he is supporting because they are staying in his home. Then she has footnote. This is my home. My husband does not work. I work and I pay the bills. So this is my home. I really feel that they paid me back by sleeping with one another all of these years. I am torn. I am hurt. I can't even look at my niece the same way because now I know she is not only my niece but my stepdaughter. 
I can't get past this. I ran in and confronted both of them. And at first, he made it seem like I didn't hear what I heard. But she began to cry and broke down and said that it was true. He then told me to get back upstairs because they needed to finish talking. The nerve of this man. I called the police to file a domestic, but there was no domestic. They told me that it was words being exchanged, so there was nothing that they could do. I'm not understanding if this is the law or not, but this is what I was told. I'm still in the house with them. My sister says she's looking for a place to stay, but now my husband says he doesn't want his daughter living with just anyone, so both of them have to stay in my house. I told him he needs to get a job since he has a daughter to take care of. My niece does not understand what is going on. I told my sister to talk to her and let her know who her father is because all these years we just never asked who her father was. My sister never said and we never asked, but now I know why nothing was said. My heart is broken and I'm torn between my niece that I love so much. It's not her fault about this situation. I love her. I still love my husband in spite of what him and my sister were doing. And believe it or not, I still love my sister. That's what's make this so hard. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to move, how to breathe, or what even to do. Every time I go to work, I wonder if they are together. I wonder if they are touching one another while I am at work working hard. I don't know what how to process. I don't know what to do with this situation. I don't know where else to go. I talked to my mother and she was not much help, but she has never been much help. That's why me and my sister always stuck together. But now I feel that that is not viable for me anymore. I feel like I am alone and I don't know what to do. Can you please, please help me? in this situation sign and she has her name Emma S Emma my heart goes out to you because not only were you betrayed but you were betrayed by the two people that you would least expect two people that you love one you grew up with and one that grew with you when you decided to take those vows to say I do I can't understand your hurt, but I do understand your hurt because when something like that happens between the two people that are supposed to be there for you, the two people that you're supposed to depend on and even trust around one another. And that's the thing. Um, I have sisters and I wouldn't even imagine one of my sisters um, making a play for my husband or my husband making a play for one of my sisters and then even from the letter him acting so nonchalant about it like go back to your room because they haven't finished talking yet what what i mean uh anyway i'm not going to get pulled in emotionally but i will say that the way things are you know i know you're not at peace because you have to wonder about <coughs> excuse me you know, I hear this cold rattling in my throat. But um, you have to always be wondering about if they're together, if they are together. And if she's on hard times, that means she possibly may not be working right now. And if he's not working, which, you know, that's a whole nother subject. But you're working overnight shift and they're at home. So... I don't blame you. I probably would be wondering too. Well, I wouldn't be wondering because honestly, quite frankly, I would not be there. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. Everybody handle everybody handles things differently. But I would not be at peace with them being alone when that trust has been violated like that. So for you, dear, my dear Emma, I just can say that I'm praying for you, but also... I pray that you have the strength to do what's necessary to do what you need to do. Because you didn't say whether you all had children or not. But if you don't have children with this man, 
I'm not going to say leave him, but I will say that something needs to be done to the point where he kind of gets that he hurts you. He hurted you. And your sister need to understand she hurt you as well. The both of them need to know that what they done was totally, totally unacceptable. But I would say seek counseling. You need someone that you could talk to. Because if you and your sister were that close to where you confided in her about some things and she confided in you, y'all were each other's confidant. And when that trust is broken, I know you don't consider her a confidant anymore. But you do need someone to talk to. You could search out someone in your your home area. I don't know anyone in Maryland, but if you need help doing that research, I would be more than happy to do that. Or you could set up a session with me if that would make you feel better. Whatever will put you at, at ease with what's going on in your life right now. It sounds so painful and so traumatic to have to be living in that situation. And on top of that, the niece that you love. It sounds like you have great affection for your niece. But now to realize that your niece is your stepdaughter. The ultimate, ultimate of betrayals. My heart really goes out to you, but my services goes out to you as well. Or whoever you need me to help you find that person there, then I will be more than happy to do that. Because you do need somebody to talk these things out with. You don't need to hold that stuff in. And most importantly, for you, for you, you need to be able to know that you're going to be okay. That there is life after this trauma. There is life after this foolishness. Because if she's a teenager, this has been going on for at least 13 years if she's a teenager. So what my heart really, really, I feel for you. And just know that the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast is here for you. Our listeners are here for you. I know that you're going to be on our hearts as we, you know, whenever we pray or however we pray, we're going to lift you up in prayer as well. But please reach out if you need my help finding someone in your area or if you want to just set up some sessions with me. I will be more than happy to help you get through this process or help you find someone that can. Please reach back out to me, Emma, and just let me know how the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast can be of assistance to you. So thank you for sending that email in, in and thank you for when I reached back out to you to ask could I read it, you said sure. So thank you for trusting us and trusting my listeners not to be um, sarcastic or ridiculing you or saying things negative because this is your life and you're living it the best you can. But I would want to empower you and let you know that it doesn't have to be like this. This does not have to be how it is. And even in love, sometimes you have to make tough decisions. You have to make the decision that's going to be best for you if things don't improve. If you don't start feeling better about this, then you have to make some decisions that you might not want to make but will be the best decisions for you. So thank you again, Emma, for sending your email. Our next email comes from Charlotte J., and she is from New Jersey. And I'm going to say that I have a lot of listeners in New Jersey because with each batch of emails, I get at least between 10 to 12 from New Jersey. So I want to give a shout out to New Jersey. You all are awesome. But then all my listeners are awesome. I love each of you. And New Jersey really has a strong listener base. And I thank I just I'm just grateful to how just by word of mouth basically because after the first season I didn't know how to market the podcast and essentially still don't um but because I was with that company that did all that the first season that really how that is how and with the grace of God I'm going to say that with God propelling and getting me saying what he wants me to say and doing what he wants me to do he has really kept this podcast going without really any marketing or any, you know, every now and then I will send a text out to my family if it's something that I think they would be interested in. But for the most part, it's just 
people telling people, hey, this y'all listen to this podcast, and they sharing it. So I thank each of you. New York, y'all are the bomb, y'all rock. New Jersey, excuse me. New York, y'all the bomb, too. <laughs> excuse me. Y'all are the bomb just everywhere. All of you all. It's just awesome to know that um, the podcast has such a reach and that it's doing what it's intended to do to reach women and truly restore our souls. So Charlotte is from New Jersey. And Charlotte begins her email. Let me get back to where I need to be. Okay, click out of that one. Okay, Charlotte says, Hi, I'm emailing you at this time because I have been struggling my whole life with what my mother did to me as a child. I am an only child, the child of a mother and a father but my father was on the road a lot he was a salesman and he was hardly ever home so i would put this in this context my mother used me in the place of my father not being there i was physically emotionally and sexually abused in the worst way by my own mother and now i am in my 30s and my mother acts like nothing happened My father has passed away. He has been deceased for the last 10 years. Me and my mother have never had that type of relationship because as early as my earliest memory of being a young, very young child, my mother abused me in so many ways. So I need to know how can I move past this? I don't even want a relationship with my mother because I've tried to approach this topic with her and she dismisses me saying that I always was troubled as a child and this is now I am a troubled adult lord now I am a troubled adult she has not handled me well or handled this situation she has talked about me to other family members saying that I am unstable and I have mental problems if I do have mental problems it's because of what was done to me in my childhood. She did not stop until I was 15 years old and got into high school and I learned that what she did to me was wrong. I stood up to her and we got into a physical fight because I was younger than her. I got close to whipping her, but she still was a little stronger than me. But I told her each time she tried to molest me that I would fight her. So this is how our relationship was going to be if she was going to continue to molest me. So that was her last time doing it. Only after I stood up for myself and fight. So if I was mentally unbalanced, how would I fight to protect what God gave me and for her not to have done to me what she did? She's a woman that has no remorse. She is mean. She is calculating. And she only thinks of herself. How can I move from this relationship with my mother? She doesn't want to deal with me but for the appearance of letting people think that we are okay. She deals with me. I know she doesn't love me. I know she wants nothing to do with me. But she is big on appearances. She wants people to think that we love each other and we are okay. But we are far from okay. My name is Charlotte J. from blank, New Jersey. Please help me or give me any advice that you can. Lord Charlotte, um, I just want to say that when I read that the first time, I bumbled a lot because I'm a mother of a daughter and two sons, and I had my daughter at a young age. And because it, I really, my job was to protect her and to protect her brothers. And I did that at all costs. I couldn't imagine doing anything physically, sexually, emotionally to my children. And to read that and to know that your mother did that. And now 
if you're in your 30s, she's probably up in age a bit, which depending on the age she was when she had you, because my daughter will be 39 next month, and I'll be I'm 56 in May. So it's a 16-year difference between us. So depending on the age she had you, she's either up there with me somewhere or maybe a little older. But first of all, I want you to have forgiveness in your heart for her. It sounds like you are holding on to feelings from your childhood about your mother. And I know she's not making it easier by dismissing you. But for you and your sanity, <coughs> excuse me, and your well-being, you have to forgive her. But in forgiving her, I would say that you really need to sever that relationship. I don't know why appearances are so big to people that, you know, you have to look apart that you're not really living. Uh, you you want to look a certain way and have people think a certain thing, but that's not the reality. And sound like that's exactly what's going on with, I would say, your mother more than you. But... You have to live your reality. You have to, first of all, get some counseling. Talk to someone that's going to help you move past that resentment you have toward towards your mother. To heal, to really let God touch and heal your heart. And to know that he has loved you from before you were formed in your mother's womb. But the thing is, he loved her too. And that's the thing with people that hurt and harm us. It's hard to look past the things that they have done to us, especially if they haven't apologized and they don't feel any remorse for what they've done. But sometimes we're not going to ever hear that apology. Sometimes, like in my case, my... Um, step-grandfather passed away when I was young. I was 11 when he passed away. In some cases, people pass away. In some cases, people live a ripe old life and just never say they're sorry. But I don't want you stuck in that place of that hurt and resentment towards your mother. So I pray that right now God covers your heart and protects your heart. And that he cradles you in his arms like a baby to let you know that you're gonna you're stronger than what you think you are and you're gonna get through this. Whoever he directs you to talk to or seek out for help, please talk to somebody about this. Because if you're an only child, you don't have siblings or anything or anybody to talk to. So please, please seek out someone do some research first to get their criteria and um, any information that you need to accompany who you would feel com comfortable with and then go from there. But don't prolong this because if you're in your 30s, you've been living with this for a long time. And for your own well-being, you have to forgive your mother. You have to forgive her, but that doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with her. Because if she is has not apologized, if she is dismissing you, saying that you're mentally um, unstable, you know, that's, that's a hard stigma to put on somebody. And depending on who she's telling, people will really believe that you have some mental problems. And like you said, if you do have some instabilities, it's because of what was done to you as a child. And that's on her. So... I need you to really look down deep and find someone that you can talk professionally. Not saying because you're unstable, but just because you need someone to talk to. You need someone to help you process this and to be able to heal to the point where you can forgive her. So that is my advice to you to really let God touch your heart and Seek him with everything that you have because your life depends on this. And how you move further depends on this as well. 
So please try to seek somebody out. And if you need my help, the Woman Soul Restored podcast is here for you. Just let me know. Just send me an email and keep in touch. Let me know how things are going with you, what you're doing, and just how you're progressing along with this. So thank you, Charlotte, for sending your email. I pray for you and I pray for your mother. So at this time, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to do the other two emails and then get into the commentary for this week. I need to get my voice straight because I feel it's really drying out. So y'all, excuse me for about two quick minutes. Thanks. This is LaTanya Hendry with Body Beautiful, a natural-based product company that has been in operation since 2005, adding to the inventory products that help beautify and cleanse the skin and help brings out that natural shine and glow that we all have. I have body oils, specialty custom soaps, lotions, body washes, facial scrubs, foot scrubs, baskets and so much more speaking about black baskets yes it is that time of year for love it's february valentine's is right around the corner and guess what body beautiful can customize a basket just for your loved one or if you want to treat yourself and this year we also have valentine's day bags for if you're really watching your budget but still want to get that loved one someone very nice so come by body beautiful 1902 clemson street in east savannah or you can call 912-550-4628 that's 912-550-4628 it's a great day for your body to be beautiful y'all I am back I had to do a quick gargle to try to get my throat the way it's supposed to be it's almost you know when you depend on your voice it's almost like a singer you know if you don't or uh, someone that does spoken word poetry or anything that has you to use your voice um, it's kind of like you're not there if you can't get your voice situated so um, I think the gargle did the trick i don't think the cold water helped i thought it would but um i think the cold water was drying it out so i did a quick gargle and now we are back and we're going to try to finish up this week so moving on to the next email we are going to germany and this is actually my first email from germany it's only i think the listenership is like less than one percent in germany so um just the fact that i got one yeah i'm gonna read this from agnes m and she says hello latanya my name is agnes m of course i'm putting the initial but she says what her last name is i am emailing because i recently started listening and i did binge to listen to almost every episode i am in season one now and i think i am halfway through but i am intrigued with what i hear and i wanted to send this email because i am dealing with the loss of my husband me and my husband have been had been married she got half and I understand that this is fresh so a lot of the things I'm going to try to do in past tense because I understand when you lose someone and and it's recent you still speak of them in the present tense so I'm when I catch it I'll try to correct it um I just want to say in advance condolences to you Agnes for the loss of your husband I'd I mean, me and my husband have went through a lot, and I couldn't imagine losing him under any circumstances. So my heart really bleeds for you right now. So I'm going to continue 
with your email. She says, we were married for only five years, but we have been in each other's lives since elementary school. Oh my, wow, wow. I am lost without him. I feel his presence. It has only been five weeks. I miss him dearly. I wake up and look over expecting to see him there. It is so hard to move on because people keep telling me to move on and to I'll be okay and just to move past it. But how can you move past someone that has been in your life since elementary school? They say we haven't been married long, but we were together long before we ever thought about getting married. He is the only man I have been with. He is the only man I have been with sexually. He is the only man I know in that way. He is the only man I ever wanted to know in that way. And now I am lost. I need help. I need guidance. I understand that things are different in the United States. Help like that in that area is not plentiful here. I've been researching to try to see who can I find and I can't find anyone. I talked to his mother but she is grieving just as hard as I am and when I mentioned his name she just burst into tears. His sisters does the same thing. He was an honorable man. He was a good man and now he is gone. I feel like I am gone. I'm not going to commit suicide or anything, but life is just really hard. Do you have any suggestions for me? Signed, Agnes. Agnes, I've, I've, like I said, I, the, the, and you said it too, it's different here than in Germany. I have not done any research to know you know who's available there or is there anyone available there because I know the laws are different as far as what women can get serviced to do um, but I can try I can try to see who can I find if it's anyone that's there I'll be able to find them I have a extensive network that that is outside of the United States but not that vast um, and certainly not in Germany, but I can, I have a contact that I'm really close to in South Africa who has a wider network and I can reach out to her and see if she can give me some assistance, um, with things internationally because uh, that's really not an area that I'm knowledgeable in as far as women's services. I know that women are limited in, a, in many countries as far as the services that men can get and women can get. Some women cannot get any type of services. So I'm glad that you have your mother-in-law and your sister-in-laws are there for support even though all of you are grieving. But I will do my best to help you find someone that's, that can assist you. If maybe not in Germany, but someone um, in the someone closer than me um, that would really be able to help you and not just only through emails that's the primary goal but I do I, I can't tell you I'm not going to say move past it because I know people say that for your well being they don't mean any harm but that's the worst thing you could tell somebody that's grieving just to move past it so I apologize on their behalf because sometimes we just don't know what to say. And instead of saying nothing, we say the wrong thing just to say, well, I did try to offer some comfort. Telling somebody that has lost the love of their life to just move on, that's, it's almost cold to a point because you don't know what that person is going through until you've walked in their shoes. You don't understand that loss until... Lord forbid if you experienced that loss. And sound like what you both had was very special. That's a once in a lifetime thing to be able to be with someone from elementary school 
all the way up to you know you you grow up you you get married that's the only man you knew sexually and then to now you know to get married be married five years and five weeks ago I know that was the hardest day of your life I want to encourage you though you have support sound like your mother-in-law and your sister-in-laws are you all are hurting and it's important that you all pull on one another now and maybe that's the support you need maybe you're looking outward for what's already right there thank you holy spirit maybe you're looking for something from somebody professionally when the support you need y'all are right there for one another so i hope this helps i hope you really look at that extended family unit and y'all really be there for one another and try to not move past it but try to find a way to cope with it day to day find a way to manage those feelings and emotions that come over you when you think about him or at night like you said when you wake up and he's not there this is all still fresh and new and it's not going to go anywhere but don't try to force it to go anywhere because that's going to make it worse just try to cope with it and deal with it think of the good times that y'all had almost that all of y'all lives together and I know y'all have had some beautiful memories in, in, in those times. So think of those times and begin to just celebrate his life and what he meant to you and what you all meant to one another. Please reach back out and let me know if I could. You know, I, And I am going to keep in touch with you. I'm going to do what I said. I'm going to reach out to the person I know in South Africa and see internationally. Can she help um, find someone for you? And I can... If you want me to, I can connect you and her, so that'll be easier. So just let me know how you need me to help. But I've given the advice that I would give, that you utilize your um, mother-in-law and your sister's-in-law. And y'all just grieve together, love one another, and help each other heal. Okay? All right. Thank you for emailing in. And like I said, I will keep in touch. Thank you for emailing in. <coughs> Our last email is from Canada. And it's from Isabel, Isabella A. And she says, Hello, LaTanya. I've enjoyed listening to your podcast, even though each episode I can pull from my life something that has happened. Sometimes it hits really close to home. I remember an episode that you did about incest, and I am the product of an ancestral relationship. My father and my mother are brother and sister. They said I was going to be mentally un- mentally handicapped, but I am fine. I am fine on the outside, but I am not on the inside to know that my brother is my father is and they let me know that from the beginning we all lived in the house together because my mother had me at a young age now everyone was still living at home but even now we still i'm not going to read that part because that might make a connection with who she is so i'm going to skip down some okay it is hard being the product of a brother and sister oh i could imagine even a father and a daughter or a mother and a son because it does happen i have met other people because i've been in a support group for children of incest and i've met others that hurt just like i hurt which we are told to understand and love ourselves but it's hard to understand and love yourself when your uncle is your father i can only go by what i know but from those that i have talked to it is very difficult i have talked to my uncle daddy and he says he loves my mother but know that they can't be together because they are brother and sister i am heartbroken because i see when they look at one another 
that is almost like a couple that can't be together. I know people are not going to understand this. And I hope one day you do read my email because I want to bring awareness to children of incest that we hurt. We have a voice, but we don't have a voice. We have feelings, but we are expected to just suck it up. I am young, but I am old. I've lived a life of being here like I have been here for years, but I have not. I know it seems like I am emailing in riddles, but my life is a riddle. Mm. I am trying to cope with things the best I can. Recently, I have been approached by my uncle, not my daddy. She has in parentheses, not my dad. My uncle has been making passes at me. My grandfather had a lot of children, so this is not my grandmother's son, but this is my grandfather's son, but he is still my uncle. He is not that much older than me. He comes by the house. He looks at me in a way that I know that he wants me. I do not want to go down the road that my mother went down. I will not go down that road. And I say for the third time, I will not go down that road. Do I need to move out? Do I need to make other living arrangements? Do I really need to have that talk, and she has that in capital letters, with my mother and my daddy uncle? What should I do? I don't know if you have experience in this area, but I need help. The support group I was a part of no longer meet. The participants still keep in touch, but we have no one to guide us now. So I really need to know for myself, because I can't speak for them. I can only speak for me, especially now that my uncle looks at me like that. I don't want to be in a family like that. I don't want to be in this family where I feel like I'm a piece of meat instead of a loved one. It's a horrible way to feel, but this is how I have felt my whole life. Everyone walks around like we are one big happy family, like we are the family of the 50s on TV. I watch a lot of those old soul, old shows even though I am not old, but I realize that I wish that I could go to that time when things were simpler when people honestly loved one another and I wouldn't have to feel this pain in my heart and in my gut that I feel every waking moment. I don't know if I particularly need advice because the counseling group I was a part of was a really good one, but I do need to know what I need to do as far as my living arrangements and my family because this is not what family is. I don't understand this word she put, but I guess it's something like, um, she puts favorably yours. Um, I guess that's a way to say something. I don't know, but she says favorably yours, Isabella A. Okay, Isabella. Um, I have counseled women of incest, but it's not that many. It was only two that I personally counseled. But I know another that's from an incest relationship. I don't know if she does any counseling or anything. But as far as your area, um, like I said with the last two or three emails, um, I can research and see what I can find. But I think you were looking more, like you said, towards um, advice about the living arrangements. If you are able to move out on your own, I think... Logically, that's what you should do. Um, it is a time to become self-sufficient if you're working or what have you, or if you have a savings where you will be okay. Um, don't move out if you don't have a job or anything now because you end up right back at home. But if financially you're able to move out, then I really um, would push towards that goal of moving out and being self-sufficient. 
I am so sorry that you're going through what you're going through. It sounds like a nightmare to be living with and then to have an uncle that's now looking at you. And I understand that family dynamic because my father had a lot of children as well and the ages go from the 60s to the 30s. So I understand when, you know, nieces and uncles and aunties are gapped in the same ages. Some of my children, my two youngest boys and my two youngest sisters are right there together. So I understand that. But when it becomes sexual and becomes that type of atmosphere that you have to be on guard about your uncle and to be uncomfortable with the way your mother and your, you call him Uncle Daddy, Uncle Dad, are looking at one another, then yeah, I do believe it's time to, um, if you're able to, if you're able to sustain a place on your own, then yes, I, I would highly, highly suggest that you do that. If you're not, then I suggest that you begin to save so that you are able to do that because it doesn't sound like a healthy environment to be in. doesn't sound healthy at all. So either way, make the goal to move out and be financially able to do that as soon as possible. Please reach back out. And I do have a lot of people that email me that have I've corresponded with that they do let me know how they ended up and I'll do some of those follow-up emails one um, episode before the end of this season I believe so you all can see the previous emails that I've read you know how those people ended up so thank you Isabella for sending your email and please let me know how your situation works out I'm going to get a good cough in because I'm not going to stop again. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is going to go into the trauma from disappointment. Last week, I did do an episode. But I couldn't do it on the Anchor app. Because it wasn't, it was dropping the call as I was trying to interview my guest. Her name is April Mixon-Jones. And we were talking about the fear how fear is is um oh wow i forgot it just that quick but it's how fear is almost of it, it it causes you to live a life of disobedience when you live in fear thank you holy spirit that's it so i had to end up doing the episode on the other app that i've used before the wisdom app but then when i tried to upload it to anchor so i could publish it it would not upload. I, I was on with tech support chatting because it's not a phone number you could call. And because I could not download that episode to the Anchor app like I'm doing now. And this is being recorded on the Anchor app. And then I'll publish it right at, you know, 12.01 a.m. And this is Tuesday. So, um... In order that I couldn't download that app, that, that um, interview last week, I couldn't even publish it on the normal platform. So I had to do it through my Facebook page. And through that Wisdom app, there's no way to track anything um, because it's not meant to do that. It's meant to engage with the people that's on that app. So I did publish it on the Woman's Soul Restored page if you all want to go listen to it. It's also on the my personal Facebook page and some of the groups that I share too. But I couldn't share it outside of social media. I couldn't do it on Instagram. I couldn't do it on um, LinkedIn. I couldn't do it on Twitter. I only could do it on Facebook and those particular groups. So I just want to talk briefly about the trauma from disappointment because first of all, I'm glad this young lady has her own following and people know what she does, but I, she's my cousin and I wanted to do this for her to get her some exposure with the things she does. And it was a really great episode talking about what fear can cause you to live and dis- be disobedient and because she's an elder. So she really went in 
from a spiritual point of view what that topic meant and gave some personal insight on when she lived a life of fear which caused her to be disobedient. Not being able to publish that episode, and that was the first time that has happened, that I have not been able to publish an episode. Now, I have delayed an episode, but that was on purpose when we did the food trap episode. But I did an impromptu to that episode, letting you know listeners know that it was going to be on that Saturday. But I have never had to skip an episode. And it, the stress of dealing with people that you can't really talk to, that you have to deal with through a chat. And just in normal life, when you have to deal with disappointment, and when that disappointment really stresses you out, not really worry about it, but it causes you stress because some things are very important that we do in our individual lives and when other people depend on us and we can't perform we can't do what we said we were going to do no matter how hard we intend to that in itself is enough to really make you feel down and out and stressed out but what I had to realize is that was beyond my control there was nothing I could do about that But the thing that really got me, too, was that I really couldn't get the help that I needed to try to straighten it out. I I reinstalled the app like they told me. I went back in my cachet and cleared that out. And everything they told me to do, it was for naught. I could not download that episode. And it's still saying the same thing, even though they told me, ended up telling me that it was something on their end. And they were going to straighten it up. And now here we are a week later and it's still saying the same thing. So whenever they get it straight, I will publish that episode. But um, just in that, knowing that we can't always, even no matter how good our intentions are, something is going to go wrong. Something we, We don't plan for things to go wrong, but sometimes that's just life things go wrong but it's how we handle it and how we deal with it that makes the difference I was livid last week with these people because over the past maybe well since this season probably the end of last season too as well the app has been giving me issues when it was time to record with guests and and sometimes even doing a personal recording but it's not really bad when I'm record doing commentary. But when I invite somebody on and I'm not able to get their story out to bring the light and the shine on them like the podcast is intended to do so that their story can bless others, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me. And last week, on top of being ill, on top of Saturday, because we had our first sisterhood meeting, And everybody else had on jackets, and I did not have on none. The weather was beautiful when I went out at 12. But after the meeting, some of us decided to go out and eat. And by the time I got back home, it was after 6. The temperature had done changed. And the next thing I knew, I was sick again. So all week, I was sick last week. Sunday, I had to give the message at my new church, and I felt awesome that God used me like that and that that my past my new pastor trusted me to you know that that God would give me a message that <coughs> excuse me y'all <coughs> that God would give me a message that the people would want to hear <coughs> and he he really moved but then Sunday night and yesterday, well, Monday, I couldn't even get up. I was laying down all day. So, this thing that's cold, it wasn't COVID because um, <coughs> I had already took the COVID test and, oh, every two days. And also had to take the trip to the ER as well um, because I was just that sick. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't COVID. But um wasn't even the flu just a really really bad cold and because I get hot quick 
I don't dress heavy. And that sometimes works against me. So, in the midst of being disappointed, even when I go back and listen to this podcast, I'm going to nitpick because I know coughing is in it. But I can't help that right now. But I have to make a decision about do I want to continue on the Anchor app or... Because I've always said I wanted to move it to something bigger when my budget would allow me to. Because I'm really not happy with the service I'm getting as of recently (coughs) with dealing with the app issues. And I even took the phone up to my provider to make sure it wasn't the phone. And it was not the phone. It was the app. So it's... I love doing this podcast, but I want to do it right. And if I'm having app issues, I can't do it right. If I'm not able to interview the people that their stories are going to make a difference with how my guests are able to deal with things in their lives, if I can't do that, then I just don't know. I wanted Tamara and my sister Patricia to do a quarterly episode, not together, but in there, do their own thing. And give their own insights on um, issues and some things that they want to talk about. But I know the app not going to let me do that unless I'm right there with them. So I just have to figure some things out as far as, you know, God hasn't told me to stop. So I can't quit doing it. But I need to figure out how to or what platform to do it on where it will be successful. I do appreciate you all because y'all have stuck with me through um, just a gamut of things and issues. And even now with the coughing, um, really, really, I, I try to keep things professional. And if I, if it was a way I didn't have to cough, trust me, I would not. And I just thank you all for your patience these three years. I thank you all for... Um, hanging in there with me for emailing for reaching out for just every aspect of this podcast I attribute to God and I attribute to each of you because without listenership you you could talk all day but if nobody's listening who are you affecting so I thank God for even branching it out where people get what we're saying and get what me and my guests are trying to do. So I thank each of you. Um, But I'm really perplexed about what to do about the Woman's Soul Restored podcast moving forward. I know I can do commentary, but I want to bring guests on. I want to get that extra insight. And even with that, I had kind of did a test with myself. And I think I told somebody this. I can't remember who it was. But a family member told me that she said the only reason people listening is because um, you have guests on. You don't really have nothing to say. So instead of trusting who I am and what God has given me to do with my voice, I fell for it. So I was like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to have guests on for a while. I'm just going to do commentary. And I'm going to see what the numbers do. Well, the numbers rose. So it's not... What I say in commentary is not even really the guest. It's what God wants his people to hear. And then I got angry at myself because I was like, how could I fall for that? How could I fall for the okie doke of somebody trying to bait me into something? Okay, you don't have to listen, but it's other people that do and it's making a difference. So it's, it's when your family come at you sideways, you know, it makes you think about things but it shouldn't make you doubt yourself and I did doubt myself in that moment I doubt how God uses his podcast Um, and I say his podcast because it's not mine he just uses me as a tool but in that moment I began to doubt and I said maybe she's right maybe nobody's listening to me maybe it's not what I say maybe they they, they just want to hear the guests and I'm just a, a a side piece that, you know, every now and then I got to do commentary if I can't get a guest or what have you. Most of the times, that's not it. It's not I can't get a guest. 
is that whichever way God leads me to do, either try to get a guest or do commentary. It's not hard to get a guest because now people are emailing, wanting to to make to have their story told. So it's easy to get in that trap, and then the disappointment of uh, family members or people you know that doubt you, and then you have to deal with that, you know. But the cool thing is, you really don't have to deal with it because that's their loss. That's them. So that's my family member's loss. You know, if she don't feel that much about me to say that the only reason and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Well, as a good friend of mine says, she kick rocks. We're going to keep it moving. We gonna, God going to help me figure this thing out. And I'm not going to have trauma of being disappointed because... It's, going, it's doing what God designed it to do. It's helping women. It's helping men. It's helping. It's helping people restore what the enemy has tried to take from them. It's helping me when I read those emails to see what people go through. And to know that people trust me enough to even, even the ones that don't want their emails read, but just want correspondence back to say help me in this area help me with this i get way more of them than the people that want their email read but i thank the people that want theirs read because it's people that that's being helped just by your email being read and just knowing that you had the strength to tell your story is going to give somebody else the strength to tell theirs so i asked in advance that you pardon the anchor app and whatever I go through in the future with it. Um, and depending on how long I go in the future with it. Because when I was, each time I correspond with them, they say they don't want me to go anywhere. But I feel like I'm not getting treated like they want me to stay. I'm not getting the customer service that's going to help me be successful with this podcast. But I thank God that God is on my side. And when He's on my side, I cannot fail. So. If you want to send an email, as always, send it to a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. The website is www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. And the Facebook page is A Woman's Soul Restored. If you would like to be a guest, please send me an email and put be a guest in the heading so I'll know the intention of your email and why you're sending it and what you really want to do. So for this week, this is LaTanya Hendry with A Woman's Soul Restored. Be blessed until next time.